0: This is the World Industrial News for Thursday, January 5th, brought to you by Industrial Info Resources of Sugarland, Texas. This newscast is sponsored by Aviva. Listen to part 8 of their podcast, How to Leverage the US Infrastructure Bill to Modernize the US Power Grid.
1: Technology is going to influence what we can do throughout throughout. I can give a few examples. Uh, one of the issues is that we must make the power that's being generated from renewable resources, we must make it more dispatchable. Because if you simply have a group of windmills pop it up and down like a jackrabbit, that doesn't really help the grid. That hurts the grid. Because sometimes, even in times of power shortage, you end up with too much power. And you have to be able to do something with that power because, again, all of this goes at the speed of light. Electricity communicates back and forth between everybody at the speed of light. So, one of the ways we see technology being used is we look at these uh, batteries and the cost of batteries, which are dropping very, very rapidly. And they then can be paired with something like a solar farm to, in the aggregate, they look like something dispatchable. On the smaller consumer ones, specifically there's provisions for aggregation within the smart grid. And what that means is that these things work and they're more valuable if they can be dispatched by an operator to actually keep the grid balanced. The other thing, and probably the hardest thing technically to do is what's called stability, voltage and frequency stability. What happens in in power, if you're trying to transmit power down a line and you don't have sufficient power, then what happens is the frequency starts to lag. And that's the way the grid is saying, send me more, send me more. And so the, the frequency becomes a very important parameter within the grid. Well, sometimes the newer technology, for example, large DC grids or large DC assets like solar farms or wind farms may drop offline. And that would have a tremendously different effect than a rotating equipment with its all inertia. And so the measurements and the sensors that are managing the frequency and voltage stability of the grid are much higher speed. 120 times a second type of speed. So they can manage that. And finally, what I I have to say is, and I keep talking of the communication between the parts of the grid, this requires scale. And the scale of this job is a function of physics. And so if you say my scale is say within a state or within a distribution network, Then that simply doesn't work because physics is saying the sun is shining very hard on this part of the country. We have floods on this part of the country. And physics says we have to be able to distribute power in proportion to where it's needed in the different parts. Technology will affect all those. It will affect it in what they call IoT, which is sort of shorthand for saying we're going to measure a lot more. That we used to measure. We're gonna measure things in the household, we're gonna measure them in transmission, we're gonna measure them in generation. It's going to influence in the technology and being able to predict ahead, look and have algorithms and systems that say, we need so much power tomorrow based on this weather pattern and based on what we know about the changes that are coming.
0: To hear the full podcast, search for IIR's Industry Today podcast on your favorite podcast provider. Last week, the New York State Energy Research and Development Authority, the New York State Department of Public Service, and Governor Kathy Hochul announced a roadmap for deploying six gigawatts of energy storage across the state by 2030, double the three gigawatt target under current legislation. The plan also features an interim goal of 1.5 gigawatts by 2025, as the state aims to generate 70 percent of its electricity from renewable sources by 2030 and reach 100 percent emission-free generation by 2040. Industrial Info was tracking more than $7.5 billion worth of energy storage projects in New York, nearly all of which is in the pre-construction stage. Against the backdrop of swirling questions over hydrogen during the energy transition, developer Bakken Energy said it was pursuing a partnership with BNSF Railway to push forward with a broader hydrogen hub. Industrial Info is tracking more than $12.6 billion worth of projects under construction in Washington State. The transportation system sector leads the state in the value of these projects, mostly due to rail projects in the Seattle area. Leftist politician Luiz Inacio Lula da Silva was sworn in as Brazil's new president on Sunday, shifting the nation's energy policy and changing its top energy executives. Europe will face a harsher gas prices in the coming year than it suffered in 2022, according to the International Energy Agency. The energy watchdog's latest report has outlined a series of practical measures designed to help the region reduce its dependency on Russian gas, including boosting energy efficiency, deploying renewables, installing heat pumps, promoting energy savings, and increasing alternative gas supplies. And be sure to save the date for Industrial Info's 2023 North American Industrial Market Outlook. This year's complimentary event is set for January 18th at the Marriott Hotel in the Sugarland Town Square. You'll hear from IIR's industry experts on where they see opportunities for 2023. After the presentations, join us for a networking event, enjoy the sponsor booths, and learn what's new with IIR's Global Market Intelligence platform tools and database. For more info and to RSVP, go to industrialinfo.com. And for more on these stories and other breaking news, be sure to check them out at industrialinfo.com. I'm Peggy Tuck reporting for Industrial Info News.